TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. I don't know, Woody. We, we may have to give this a break. Darius Rucker actually called and said, you may have to, you know, the Dolphins make me cry. There's nothing I can do. Uh, only want to be with you. I don't know. It was sure fun to sit back. First of all, it's great to be back, Woody. Before I started it's great to have there. you back. You. No, no, you don't have to, have to say you that. Back. You don't have to say that. But uh, I got to tell you, to sit back and watch two games and really didn't care who won, and they were both good games, plenty to talk about. You know, I'm not saying they were, you know, the two greatest games of all time, but um, good tight games could have gone either way. Plays that weren't made, decisions that were made and not made in the game, and. And, uh, and you get two really good football games. Lions came out and just physically dominated the 49ers and then end up losing a big collapse in the second half with all that stuff. And then Lamar Jackson, you know, and, and I thought of this with, with, uh, with Lamar Jackson's game that he had and uh, the number one seed there at home for the AFC championship game. And, and Zay Flowers, another, their first round pick uh, here in South Florida as well, had Two plays that I'm sure he would love to have back. One taunting over the top of a guy, which I don't understand. He, he has, he's he's going to be a great player. He He's already a really, really good football player. That's what a number one pick looks like. Uh, but then going in and trying to get the ball across the, the line and it ends up being a touchback instead of a touchdown, cost him seven points. And, you know, that ends up being probably the, the difference – in the game, but um, I'll just you didn't t- have an issue with any of those flags, right? The Zay Flowers or the Kyle Van Noy headbutt? No, they were all stupid. They know plays. what they're doing, right? Yeah, and uh, Mahomes got hit late, and I was like, "That's a dumbass play." No, and and I, but but I will tell you, there was some bitching, you know. And again, uh, you know, but if you're looking at some of that, Baltimore just like, I mean, you're, you just expect when a team's the number one seed and wins as many games, and Baltimore is hammering people at the end of the year. They were hammered. They went to San Francisco, and they beat them up. And then they go, oh, Dolphins next? We're going to kick their ass. And uh, and they did. And and they pretty much they went through their schedule, took down the Lions, beat them by it. I mean, they took all the big boys, and, and they beat them up. And then uh, they get to that game, and they played stupid. Um, like, like all of a sudden they, they didn't look well coached. There was no discipline. It was just a, a a crazy game. And I got to tell you, I'm not saying I've ever been in Lamar Jackson's shoes because I haven't, but I have been in that number one seed game at home at the Orange Bowl where all you have to do is win at home one game. 
and you go to another Super Bowl, or for us would have been another Super Bowl, and um, we came up short. Patriots beat us in the in the game, and those hurt. And and by the way, people ask, those are stingers. When you're number one, you do everything right to get home field. You win your first couple of playoff games. You're thinking, oh my God, this is great. We don't have to leave this place except to go to a Super Bowl. How great is that? And you lose. Just just the worst nightmare possible, especially when you score 10 points and you have a bad, bad, I'm going to say it three times because that's how many defenders are around the receiver he threw to. Bad interception in the end zone was uh, just a bad one. So anyway, uh, but I was glad I sat back and watched the games, didn't care. I mean, I, listen, I like Lamar and I always root for the, the South Florida guys. I do. But uh, it, was, it was fun to sit back and just watch them. And, God, they got amazing numbers for the championship games, incredible numbers for both. I thought the Chiefs and Ravens did really well, and then the 49ers and Lions took it to a whole new level, a couple million more. Watch that game. We've got uh, all kinds of stuff to get to here. I came home. I see Barry's got my name in a, in an article here on uh, Tua Tungavailoa. We'll talk a little bit about that and uh, and all this talk that's going on. Free agency is up. Uh, We're Senior Bowl. I was watching some of the Senior Bowl when I got home yesterday, and I saw that uh, some of the coaches are there and, and, and obviously evaluating, especially since they have a first and a second round pick. And then – the shocker of shockers, I had a chance to sit and watch the uh, Knicks play uh, a few days ago against the Miami Heat and just get pounded at the end of the game. Uh, it was just a, a weird one. Uh, there's definitely something not right with the Miami Heat right now. I don't need uh, to be the, the smart one coming in and you go, you dumbass, they've lost seven straight. We understand that. Something hasn't happened since 07-08, okay, and – they're basically back to 500 at 24, 23 on the season. One game over at home. Their home record hasn't been good. They've added Terry Rozier, who's a good player. Hasn't been a good fit so far with Hero Bam and Jimmy. And then uh, I know I, I talked to you last night about this, Woody. Um, one thing about it, man, one thing I love about Spo, and Spo should be secure, and he is. He got a nice new fat contract. That, uh, that they give to really good coaches. Uh, but he said, hey, man, we're not playing hard enough. We're not tough enough. Can't score. Can't stop opponents. I mean, he hit it all. So apparently they had a, a, little, uh, a little meeting instead of going out and talking about adjustments. Um, and, and these are the greatest meetings. I, I think they're the most powerful meetings. They're old school, but the most powerful meetings is you have the whole team sit together and you go over mistakes and who made them. Now, they weren't real nice when Shula was doing them. And some coaches want to go, because I've talked to other guys, he goes, nah, coach said he didn't want to watch that game, just throw it out, there's no reason to watch it. And, and they go, I go, oh, Shula was never, <laughs> Shula was never like that. He, he, he liked to put everybody together and then uh, call guys out, call guys out. What, what's on this play? Look at this effort right here. Is this, is this, and, and so everybody can see the mistakes being made. So, you know, it's tough because if it happens to be a Jimmy Butler in there and, hey, Jimmy, um, you're leaving your guy early, he gets a rebound, he scores, uh, or, or, you know, all the problems that this team's having right now, I like it. 
I, I think it's great that, that you can do it. Those guys came out of the meeting, say, hey, it's never easy, especially when you're losing and getting their ass kicked the way they've been losing. But um, I, I don't know. I, I just thought that's, that's kind of an old school thing, man. We're going to sit here and watch this together. And uh, we're not watching it together so we can pat each other on the back when we lose by 20. We're going to uh, go ahead and, and we're going to talk about mistakes and, and things that we do. And then Spo hit him with this one. When was the last time we saw a guy take a charge? When was the last time somebody had the balls to stand in front of a guy going hard to the basket and take a charge? And I thought, wow. Spo is large and in charge. There's no question about it. They know what the culture looks like with success. Um, saw a lot of comments. When is Jimmy Butler going to decide it's playoff Jimmy and start playing and start taking more shots and bam, and we're right back to some of those topics that we've had with this team and their top players. And now Tyler Hero says his style of play, this is not the style he really used to. And he's, you know, and, and I'm like, wow, this uh, – I think it's going to come together. I, I have trouble believing that this team's just going to tank for the basically second half of the year because these guys have had success. Well, they, the good news is we looked at it you know, the other day is that they're, they're going to make the play-in tournament regardless. not going to fall that far. No. Uh, I just think you, you probably want to make this a little easier on yourself, but I don't know who you're going to catch out of those teams that are that are in front of you. That That's going to be the problem. Those teams are playing pretty well right now, so I don't know who you're going to catch, but – is that the route you want to go? You want to do this play-in tournament thing again? No. Just, I mean, you just got to get in, right? That's so this is a problem idea, Spo has had with this group going back to last year. The problem is, is a regular season really important to this team? And now you're going, oh, okay, now we're past the halfway mark and we're losing a lot of games right now. We haven't lost this many games in a lot of years in a row. And so it's uh, it's going to be interesting. I, it's just the same thing, too. Like, there's nights where Jimmy has the third or fourth most shots on the team. Like, Jimmy. I ain't giving Jimmy another contract to be the third or fourth guy on the friggin' team and taking shots. And I know how good Jimmy is during the playoffs and what we've seen from Jimmy and Jimmy this and Jimmy that. But, man, you got to put yourself in a situation. Now, there's still time left, and the Heat can win eight or nine in a row. They they have that uh, ability. The problem is right now, everybody that plays against them has got confidence. Everybody's going, everybody's scoring against the Heat right now, and they're not scoring a whole bunch themselves. A lot of those numbers are not real pretty for that team. Anyway, we uh, we have a lot of stuff coming up here. God, I'll tell you, it's a, uh, it's a busy, busy time with, uh, with all the stuff. So the Tua stuff. And I just spent uh, in California for a week, so the Purdy thing goes on out there. It's incredible out there, and and his guys defend him just like the Tua guys. Where do. are they on him, by the way? Just out of curiosity. Oh no, they're What's all the in. consensus. Uh, the team after that game made it a point. I mean, they're going to the Super Bowl, so yeah, <laughs> kind of tough to not be all in, right? By the way, the way he played in the second half, yeah. He made three runs that looked like I, I didn't know he's he not run. great or anything. I mean, he's definitely not great, but yeah, I mean, he got him to the Super Bowl. Uh, so they're they're all in on him, and the comebacks obviously look good on the resume. That they, I hey, listen, I thought the way the Lions were were running away with that to start that game, I thought, my God, Lions, you got a problem. You can't stop the run. That that problem doesn't usually go away. 
Yeah, you and everyone else until Dan Campbell showed up. So, uh, yeah, and, and I don't disagree 100% with you. I, I don't, besides, you know, guy fumbling and, and, uh, and, and those type of things. I, I would just say this, though, that uh, the Purdy thing is interesting because you say game manager out there, and, boy, their fans get my buddies and all those guys were like, what do you think of Purdy? They couldn't wait. And I was like, I, I, don't, I don't know. What, what do you mean you don't know? I go, well, like, I haven't seen every one of his games. I'd be lying to you. But, yeah, no, he's, you know, he's had a good year. I'd said, you know, he's, oh, my God, really? Like, you're, you're not totally sold. I said, I just, look at you guys, we have this conversation that you're having with Purdy. We have in South Florida right now going on 100% with Tua Tungavailoa. And every time a guy nationally or locally comes out and says something about Tua, um, and and I so I, I couldn't wait to get back. His fifth-year option, as everybody knows, 23, a little more than $23 million. Um, the team is in cap hell right now, 50-plus million that's got to be fixed. And Chris Greer said, don't read into it. It's not a big deal. It can be fixed real quickly. We have a plan, and we know what we're doing. If there's some guys we really want to keep, we can keep them. If there's some other guys outside, we can go get them. And, and all those type of things that are uh, are going on. But listen, Tua, Tua played so much better than I thought he was capable of playing. So much better. Over the last two years, then the last year was, well, can he stay away from concussions? And, and now he just played in every game, played 18 games. His leadership, his deep passes, the numbers that he put up, the most yards in the league passing, 29 touchdowns. His improvement is is unbelievable over two years, even from last year to this year. Uh, another big jump. But saying all that, um, he's just we got we got to get more out of him in in the big games. We just we have to. I don't care who's playing, and I know Omar's not here today to say everybody's hurt. But you you got a lot of that this week. You you've got to get no. That's his that's his go to thing. Omar had a lot of stuff this week. I will say this in fairness about Purdy, man. You know. They go. They don't go for it. On, they go for it on fourth down instead of kicking that field goal. He launches one downfield. It hits the DB in the face. Yes. Bounces to Ayuk, which is like the luckiest play on earth. Then the next drive, Jameer Gibbs fumbles. He goes the wrong way. Quarterback goes the wrong way. Whatever. He fumbles. Right. And you get a short field. So like, again, I'm not ready to like crown Purdy or anything. They they got caught a lot of breaks, but uh, I keep I, you know the, the forces of of nature work against you when you make such an egregious mistake like Dan Campbell did. To not go up three, or at least attempt to go up three yeah, scores. No, no, Before I don't. Michael Basley's pacing the sideline. They had to show him on TV, right. of course. Of course they did. Like, hey, don't forget about me, coach. I've been around What's this What's the point of having a kicker on your roster if you're not going to use him in that situation? Uh, and then the other part, you and I were talking this morning. When somebody really likes a coach and likes what he's done, and let's be honest, and I said this to you and you don't like hearing this, they are loserville. They have been loser, loserville to win two playoff games and had a third one in, in great shape. Obviously, would have put him in the Super Bowl. Um, he's done some good things there. He's very open with those guys and tells them what he's thinking. And so that he gets the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, he's not getting from fired. The media. But my fear with that team, and I do like that team. I, I was rooting for him, obviously. But my fear is that this loss doesn't go away so easily. Because it's not one of those we played our ass off and we just came up short. 
This oh, is, we should have won this game if not for some egregious mistakes. There is no guarantee from year to year. and Like, I could see them missing the playoffs next year and this just being a complete hangover. Well, I can tell you this when Dan Marino went to the Super Bowl against Joe Montana early in his career, and that'd be his last one for everybody who goes, ah, all right, we came up short. We'll get him next year. We'll be back here again next year, and then next year, and then the next year, and next thing you know, you're in a friggin' Super Bowl drought. Hell, you're you're in a playoff win drought right now. We got to go to break. We've got a, a lot of stuff to get to here. We're uh, kind of all over the board here with uh, with plenty of stuff. I got all this buildup, man. This is what happens when you're sitting around and uh, watching my parents take naps and, and hang out and doze in and out of games and stuff. By the way, we had some weird stories, man. This Tyreek Hill thing, I don't really get into guys, divorces and separations and kids because I've done it all. So it would be a, a bit fraudulent for me to do that. But I will tell you, this Tyreek Hill thing with his lawyer is uh, one of the strangest stories. Like, I can't believe what a bonehead thing. Like, this guy just, what, what's he do? Go out on his own and file for legal separation? Or what, what, what's he doing down at the Broward County? <laughs> what's he down in Broward County? What's he doing down there, man? What's he thinking down at the courthouse? Like, what, you didn't think that was going to leak out? We- Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois to go to break we'll be right back all right the uh dc defensive coordinator apparently not just here but a lot of places people are looking for coordinators and defensively as well as offensive coordinators and so the uh dolphins trying to figure out of the uh, names that uh they're out there including a few guys that have been on their staff and uh see what happens there the latest one's been leslie frazier who did a great job with the Buffalo Bills. I don't know what happened for the uh, I need a year off. He took off last year, but uh, he put up some great numbers defensively in 2021 and 2022. They were they're pretty damn good uh, on that defense. So and and Brandon Staley actually came in from uh, 
from the Chargers, who was fired. As uh, it's amazing, all the guys that are head coaches, they're, they they just go they go back one step to whatever they started with. I see all these guys that before they were head coaches were mostly defensive coordinators or offensive coordinators, and they're able to go back right, and they're going, all right, uh, we'll take you, Kellen Moore. How many times can he land on his feet? Like Kellen Moore. All right, the Dallas thing goes to the Chargers. That didn't work out. So now he's Eagles coordinator. So whatever it is, man, I don't know if those guys, what they're saying or they're part of it or, oh, that guy, I had him and he was great on our staff and and all those things that uh, go around in that small fraternity of coaches in the National Football League. But uh, so, so we'll find out uh, probably maybe this week, find out what uh, Mike McDaniel's thinking for uh, for a guy that's uh, a better fit that communicates a little a uh, little more give and take as more things have come out about Vic Fangio. Who honestly, just a little bit I've been around Vic. He doesn't care what anybody here thinks. <laughs> he he really doesn't care. He he really didn't get to know. He didn't want to get to know anybody. And he was here. And screw you. I'm really good at what I do. I know a lot of teams want me. And uh, I'm going to the Eagles thing, and uh, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna do my thing there. So I am curious to see uh, how much of it for, for Mike McDaniel is gonna be. I mean, he went from one one end of it where we blitzed the you know what Brian Flores and his system was basically zero zero blitz, uh, no help, leave your corners and just bring people. And, and here we come. By the way, we're not even hiding it. And then. Vic Fangio, who, by the way, had some great blitzes because he didn't do a lot of them. And when he did, he obviously had a record amount of sacks this year for the uh, Miami Dolphins, most they've had in the history of the franchise. Um, But he disguised them. He liked zone. He liked being safe and not giving up big plays and and those type of things. So we'll find out um, somewhere in between what uh, Mike McDaniel's thinking about for uh, for a defensive coordinator and uh, and heard Leslie Frazier's comments too, Woody, about today's players. You got to adjust with them. You can't do this is the way we do it, and you'll like it. You you can't that that's done. That I don't know. That that's been dead for a while now. That you don't communicate with them. You don't listen to what they want to do, especially if they're really good players. You start to lose guys. And I know he ended up a top ten defense. But I do agree, man. You got to communicate with those guys. They want to know what's going on. They want to know why you're doing something. Sometimes they want to know why one guy's playing over another guy. And you, no matter how good you are as a coach and no matter how good your resume is, even if you're Vic Fangio, you got to let guys – you got to communicate. And, and if you can't – now, Vic's in a situation that – he was a consultant before he came here with the Philadelphia Eagles, so he's going to go back up there and <clears throat> get a chance to to get things going again after the Eagles just absolutely fell apart after that 10-1 start. I mean, fell apart. Um, and, and it wasn't just one side of the ball. They got rid of two coordinators on defense and one on offense. They got rid of a whole bunch of guys making uh, making decisions on both sides of the ball. And so they get Vic Fangio now, who again will have – I'm guessing, uh, be able to go in there and they're going to go, Vic, we're going to leave you alone. You do what you need to do, and uh, and here we go. 
I think Mike McDaniel learned a lesson with a guy like Vic Fangio. There were some good things that happened with Vic Fangio that, that Mike liked. There were some things that he does that worked, had really good numbers. What, did we get up to three or four as a total defense there for a while before the Baltimore put 100 points on us. Um, so so there's some things that Mike's going to like that, that Vic did defensively that makes sense, and he's talked to some of the coaches on there, and they've, I'm sure, said, oh, man, you know, there's some things Vic Fangio did that were really good. But there's also some things that Vic Fangio decided he was above everybody that didn't work, and that doesn't work. And, and so it goes to this other part of Mike McDaniel, the play caller, still needs to be Mike McDaniel, the head football coach of the whole team. And, and I'm all for, you know, and, and like if, if you got a guy you trust, hey, you run the defense, whatever you need, we're here for you, man. Just kind of let me know what's going on so we can have some nice talks and stuff. And, and I may ask you, you know, why Cam Smith's not playing? Maybe you can tell me. <coughs> so I don't – I think Mike McDaniel learned a little bit of a lesson there uh, on on some of the stuff, and I know he's a secure guy, and he doesn't mind having a 65 year old coach that, you know, um, has got a different way of doing things and maybe communicating with guys. But I'm guessing Mike realizes that's not necessarily what he wants, especially if it starts to divide players and your best players defensively are buying into it. It's it's an issue. So, and one thing about Mike. And I, I'm still a Mike McDaniel fan. I, I I feel like he takes a look. I think he self-evaluates himself. I think he does a really good job of it. I don't think he's like, oh, no, no, I know how to do this and all that stuff. I I think he's not afraid to, to look at it, look at things that he didn't do well and work on them. Uh, this is new for him, man. Two years as a head coach now. But I got to tell you, this is a big, big year for Mike McDaniel. This is a big year because guess what, folks? The Miami Dolphins are all in year two. Last year, about this time, I started all in year one because of all the things we had done, trades and all those draft picks that we built up and picked lots of ones and twos and some threes in there and then filled them in with free agency and a couple of huge three, to be exact, three huge trades. Um, so this is uh, this is year two of all in. Like you can't just go back now. Oh no 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 no. You you have to you have to go all in on this sucker again. If somebody out there you like and it's got you got to strap yourself. They're going to go all in on this uh, this program. Whatever they want to say and all that. I, I don't care about it because I like what they did last year. I just thought it was going to be good enough to to get us a little bit better success. Yeah, you and everyone else. And at the end of the year, and it didn't happen. So, uh, yeah. It's, it's it's a scary thing to think of because Omar's talking about, you know, we, we spent a lot of time on this, obviously. He's talking about if they don't get it done this upcoming season, that, well, that it could be rebuild time. Yes. And I think I speak for most of the fans out there, Joe, and I say I do not want to go through another rebuild. No. It, it just can't can't happen. I told uh, I told Mike McDaniel this a year ago. We were walking. He came over for one of the few times that I was just talking to him with a lot of people around us, his wife and my wife. And uh, some things were said, and I said, listen, Mike, I 
I want you to be here, man. I, I hate flipping coaches every two or three years. I hate it. I, I don't want to do that. I, I, I want to stick with something um, and trust it. I want to trust the coaching. I want to trust the front office knows what they're doing. And I don't want finger pointing. And this can be a big year for finger pointing because when things start to get go against you a little bit, this organization has not been very good at times uh, about staying together. And uh, I'm not going to get into all the individual stories <clears throat> that have happened. But this can be a big year for everybody to kind of stand together and uh, decide what they're going to do. And starting at that senior bowl, um, find a first and a second round pick. I don't want to trade it. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't want to trade it. I'm going to tell you that <clears throat> if they trade it, I don't want to do it. We got to get some players. I'm watching rookies playing really well. I'm watching rookies that are really good football players and having big games in the playoffs. I don't want to get rid of um, first and second round picks. I want to see them play. I want to see them come in and play. I'll tell you another one. The mystery of Cam Smith is a big one. Um, Because if Cam Smith can't play like Iggy couldn't play, those are guys you 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 kind of you drafted in the first and second round to come in here and be starters so you didn't have to go out and spend $20, 25000000 million on a proven outside corner. We need those guys to play. Now, Iggy's gone, and it didn't work out. We need Cam Smith to be able. Two SEC guys played high, you know, played against the best football you can play every week in the SEC, most weeks. We, we need to find out if Cam Smith, because we just can't, when you have a small draft class, because you use it in trades, some of your picks, puts a lot more pressure on the picks you have, the high picks, to, to be good players. And right now, Tyndall and Cam Smith are can't play guys. I still don't buy this, and apparently I'm by myself on this, Woody. I wanted to say this on one of the many things I, I wrote down after kind of sitting back and thinking about everything during the year. I still, and, and I'm not a huge Vic Fangio fan. I'm just not. If you can't have a little bit of enjoyment and coach and you're that miserable, it's terrible. I mean, it really is. Like, for a guy that's younger than I am, like, damn, dude, you're at the highest level of what you've done. One of the most well-respected coordinators in the history of this game and you seem miserable every friggin' day. Like, there, there, it's got to be better than that. And maybe he is. Maybe he's an introvert, and I never. Sometimes I don't do well with those kind of guys, and I get it because I talk so much. I, I understand that. But uh, one thing Vic Fangio did that Omar and I disagreed on. This isn't Little League football where I just had this happen with my buddy telling me that his grandson's not playing because – the coach's kid plays ahead of him. I had I had that talk. I was having a cold beer with one of my best friends, and he said, "I'm not playing because my my the coach's kid plays exactly where I play, even though I'm better." So I said, "Okay, we don't have that in the NFL. The best players play, and even if Vic Fangio, I don't know Woody, maybe you disagree. Now, 
Omar's claimed the veteran players went and said, Camp Smith's ready to play. What the hell are we doing? And he goes, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. I haven't seen anything to trust him. I don't like his work ethic. I don't like anything about Cam Smith that I'm going to put him out there and start giving him snaps. Matter of fact, I'm going to give a rookie free agent out of Stanford his snaps. So the guy doesn't play. Your highest draft pick doesn't play. In a time where you could have used him, unless he's that bad, because we had some guys get chewed up this year in that secondary. So, uh, But I have trouble believing Vic Fangio's not going to play the best guys. Even if you're late for a meeting, even if you act like you don't care, if you're good, you're playing. This is the NFL. There's a lot of guys I play with I know Shula didn't like. <coughs> I know that. I know Shula didn't like a lot of guys that played on that team. Didn't like their lifestyle. Didn't like them, but he loved them on Sunday. He loved them on Sunday, and that's all that mattered. Don Shula told, I, I won't say his name, the day you're not good enough to play is the day I'm going to come up to you and cut you myself. And the guy told him, I know, but you need me right now because you ain't got anybody better. And it was true. And I'm not going to say who it was because there's no reason to bring it up, but he was really good. Really, really good, and no matter what he did, if he was sleeping in a meeting or would hit the, one of the assistant coaches in the back of the head with a spitball uh, or came a little late to a meeting, we didn't have to worry about that guy on Sunday at 1 o'clock or 4 o'clock or Monday night football because he, he played better than anybody. He was always a great player. So I just think the best players play, even, even Shula or anybody else, like the best guys are going to play. You ain't going to hurt the whole team and not play the best players. They know and you know. Hey, we got to go to break here. We got a lot of stuff to get to here this morning. It's great to be back and uh, sitting in here. I uh, I needed to get back here to South Florida, get back to this warm, well, it was kind of warm till 50s in the morning, but still a lot better than where I've been. I do want to tell you about air around the clock. Air conditioning and plumbing, oh my God, those trained and certified technicians, 135 trucks on the road, seven days a week. Hey, uh, the plumbing side, licensed, experienced plumbers, same deal, seven days a week for all your plumbing problems. And when it comes to air conditioning units and it comes to water heaters, we want to let you know we have a warehouse full of all different sizes to fit whatever you need. Um, Same day is what we're always after. We're always trying to have same-day installation for you to come out. That's the goal. Financing plans, uh, whether it's the best plumbers or the best trained and certified technicians in the business, air around the clock, air conditioning and plumbing. The air conditioning part's been around for 35 years, 35 years. And I will just tell you, this thing was built on great service, and it's never going to change. Huge, 130 trucks ready to go. More than 800,000 customers, family-owned, 35 years in the business, man. It just gets better. Call 1-888-FIX-MY-AC. That's 1-888-349-6922. Remember, man, the next time you have any kind of air conditioning or plumbing problem, you tell them Joe Rose said to give them a call at Air Around the Clock Air Conditioning and Plumbing. Well, we're going to find out. Free agency, man. I couldn't wait to see that list. Didn't take long, right? figure out everybody put their list together top 40 
free agent list, including two Miami Dolphin players right there at the top, Christian Wilkins and Robert Hunt. Defensive tackle, Christian Wilkins coming off a great season, and Robert Hunt, uh, although really injured for the first time since he's been here, uh, but a real good football player and, uh, and a young guy that you drafted in the, in the second round. Um, can you sign both those guys? Can I'm guessing you can. Uh, Connor Williams, what's the chance of getting all three guys signed? Oof. I don't know about that. And then the other part is, is Eichenberg, who played center, and the team's been saying great things about what a great job he did at center. He played hurt. He was productive. And then I've had people tell me, make no mistake about it, Eichenberg is not Connor Williams when it comes to, to center. And now Connor Williams is injured, and that changes things in his rehabilitation this offseason and uh, all those things. I got to tell you the one I don't know, and I didn't even try to figure it out, and we're going to have Charles Davis, who's at the Senior Bowl, on with us tomorrow. Um, Dolphins have a first and a second round pick. Now, we, we, we lost some of the other picks in trades and stuff, but, but we do have a one and a two. I, I don't know where you go with, with the picks. I, I really don't. Do you, do you go with a, with a corner? Do you go with a linebacker? Try to upgrade the, the linebacker class there and get a linebacker. Um, and then you, you, you got to sign the good players that you have because if, if you do lose them, then you got to go get another guy at those positions. Um, it's, that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, I think you got to upgrade to get another wide receiver in there that you trust, a third guy that can have more success for you. Uh, there's just a, there's a lot, lot to be done. And the offensive line, is also a position of, you know, what are we doing there? Where, where do we stand and um, on that offensive line? Which guys? Which guys going to be healthy? And then, hey, man, there's a good chance your, your top two pass rushers aren't going to be ready for a while. And I'm not talking offseason. I'm talking about coming back, and, and we've watched how slowly they bring guys back. And that you keep here in September, and there you are in August, and you realize they're still on a bike, and and uh, so two guys that you're really counting on in uh, in the prime of their career coming off an ACL and an Achilles injury on the outside as pass rushers. So do you, do you now have to go out and get another one of those guys? All of a sudden, has that become a priority? So there's a. Uh, there's a lot of work, man, when uh, Brandon Shore and Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel get together with that little group from the money side to side of what we can get and what we're willing to spend on certain guys. And Mike McDaniel, of course, going to have a lot of say because it's guys going he's going to be coaching, he and his coaching staff, to uh, try to figure out what you're going to do with, uh, with a 21st pick in the first round. And I believe, what is it, the 55th pick? overall in the second round so uh, those will those will be huge so we'll uh, have more uh, tomorrow on the senior bowl and uh, everything else going on before we jump into some of the other stuff by the way Woody I don't know if you guys talked about this Bill Belichick is uh, and and I heard the debate over the weekend about Belichick looking like 
he thought he had that Atlanta Falcon job. They met with him a couple of times and go, nah, 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 we're, we're, we're going a different way. Somebody got cold feet on Bill Belichick. And Bill Belichick apparently has said, according to some of the New England guys that played for him, that Bill was willing to give up some of his power and authority and was more going to just, you know, more the coaching side. So I had two theories on this whole thing. I don't believe ownership and other members of these organizations believe that. Bill Belichick's had more power than any human being in the history of the NFL, uh, not named Don Shula. In today's game, we haven't had anything like this. Jimmy Johnson had the power too. But so I, I believe Bill Belichick, they didn't believe when he said, no, 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 I'm willing to, you know, and they're going, I don't know, Bill. That That's all you've ever done. You, you've controlled everything. You have final say no matter what. You stand up and it was like, yeah, thanks for bringing me all this information, but I'm going with that guy, not the guys you like. And the second part is I have a feeling – that Bill Belichick was going to bring some coaches that people weren't crazy about. I I think that comes into play as well. Josh McDaniels is not a guy that I think people like. They stood up in a friggin' meeting with the Raiders and said, we don't like you. We, we don't like anything about you. We don't want you to be the coach. And we even went to the owner and said, we don't like you and we think you suck at what you do. So now that stuff spreads around the league, right? The worst thing can happen to a coach's career as a coordinator or head coach because it ha- we had it happen to a guy down here. And when that happens and, and the coach says, okay, I want to have a players-only meeting with you guys and I, I understand some guys aren't happy, uh, go ahead and let it go. And you get a few guys stand up and go, we think you're the worst coach we've ever seen. We're bad right now because of you. You don't know what the hell you're doing. Once that happens, you're done. Word spreads like wildfire. And I don't care the success that Josh McDaniels had with with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I get it. Every time he'd come back, they were good on offense again and, and all that stuff. I think it turned a lot of guys on. Guys, as much as they switch teams now through free agency and getting released and everything, I, I thought they're like, oh, Bill's going to go with those same dudes, man. He's going to come back and hit us with some of those same guys that uh, have not had success in a lot of places. So, anyway, hey, we've got the uh, 7 o'clock hour coming up. We've got a lot more stuff to get to here, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll hit it with uh, a lot of stuff here in town as well as uh, Miami Heat. It's weird to come home, folks, and see that the Miami Heat have lost seven straight because it just doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. And added a piece like they, they got rid of Kyle Lowry. I was jumping up and down doing a pee-pee dance. I was so excited. Ugly losses too, man, by the way. I mean, they're not – some of these haven't even been close. No, they have been – They got smashed by the Knicks they have on been, national TV. That's not been, fun. They have been ugly. Yeah, they have been ugly. All right, listen, I'll tell you what's not ugly. That's your South Florida Chevy dealers here before we jump into 7 o'clock hour. I just got to tell you, man, I uh, just spent a week – uh, in a blazer, and uh, man, was it fun to drive. Brand new blazer uh, out in California on my trip, and uh, like the, the the Tahoe that I own and the trailblazer that I own, I got to tell you, that blazer is nice. Man, what an amazing 
amount of space for uh, for everybody while we were out there. Had a great trip with uh, with your South Florida Chevy dealer, some of their best, man. Just really enjoyed it. And I will tell you this, if you're looking for an SUV, starting with the big boys like a Suburban or a Tahoe to the midsize like a Traverse to the smaller Trailblazer, Equinox, and Blazer, you just can't go wrong, man. We got something for everybody. So much fun to drive. Right over to Silverado Trucks, man. Feels like... Silverado has made a custom-designed truck almost made for your lifestyle perfectly. Really, whether it's a full-time working truck, still needs to be the family truck and get you around and still make a little money out of the back of that truck. New and used has never looked better right now and more durable than a Silverado truck. And I'm just telling you, that's a beginning because cars, trucks, and SUVs have never looked better than they do right now at your South Florida Chevy dealers. Best overall products we've ever had. And if you're starting to look around, that lease is up. You don't like what you've been driving and you're ready to try something new. Spend a little bit of time at your South Florida Chevy dealers. We've got convenient locations all over South Florida for you to have a great experience. Stop by and take a test drive today at your South Florida Chevy dealer. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 